welcome to episode 23 of Minute to Minute, excuse me, Minute by Minute, uh, Cola New York Minute. I'm your host, William Byrne, and this is episode 23, I think I just said that. Uh, the last episode was probably the worst, the worst episode ever, um, not of my show, but of their movie, uh, New York Minute. Um, I mean, it might have been the worst episode of my show, too. It was definitely the shortest, I believe. Uh, not a lot happened in that minute. Uh, big montage of driving was primarily like 50 seconds of the minute. Um, we ended on a cliffhanger. Benny, played by Andy Richter, not Elijah Wood, uh, says, you know, uh, ancient Chinese prophecy as he locks the doors. Um, we ended on that cliffhanger, did not know what that prophecy was. It is revealed immediately at the beginning of this minute. And it is simply, do not get in cars with strangers. Obviously, that's a joke because it would not be an ancient Chinese prophecy as cars have only existed for like the last hundred-ish years. hundred, Yeah, about a hundred years, I guess, at this point in 2004. So yeah, about a hundred years. So obviously not an ancient Chinese prophecy. Uh, very, very funny joke. Andy Richter nails that one. 10 out of 10. Um, so he has the doors locked. The twins try to get out. They can't, so they end up going through the... Uh, skylight, what is it called, moonroof, um, the word I'm looking for, where where the window opens in the roof, I'd ask my engineer Garrett to look it up or just ask him what it is, but he is out sick today, I gave him some crap last time for needing to take a nap, he took a three and a half hour nap in the middle of our podcast, uh, really set me back, I mean three and a half hours really, uh, turns out he he's a little under the weather, he's pretty sick, um, he called in sick. Today, he could not make it. Um, he said he's been pretty much sleeping the last week since we recorded the last episode. So I feel a little bit worse. Um, I mean, after we stopped the show, I kind of went off on him a little bit about how ridiculous and unprofessional it was to stop the podcast to take a nap for three and a half hours. But now I feel, you know, a little bit bad about that because he's obviously pretty ill, um, still sleeping, still recovering now a week later. Uh, hopefully, you know, everything gets figured out with that and... Uh, yeah, he's, hopefully it's nothing serious and not like coronavirus or whatever. I don't know when you're listening to this, but coronavirus is in full swing, uh, at this point. Um, everybody's pretty worried about it. So hopefully it's not something like that. Oh shit, I might be sending this out. You might be listening to this and you're one of the last survivors of coronavirus. I don't know what the world will be like from this point out. This, uh, yeah, this might be the last historical, like, uh, record of this time period um, before the big outbreak and everybody gets it and dies. I don't know. We will see. We'll see about that. Or we won't because we'll be dead. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, they they end up getting escaping out of the limo through the roof, um, the hole in the roof, the glass hole that, that opens up the window thing, whatever it is called. And they run into a park uh, nearby, Andy Richter gets out of the car. He comes around. And he looks through the window in the back and doesn't see them. Also, I don't really understand this. He locks them in the car. The locking them is what alerts them to something fishy is going on. Then he walks around the back of the car to open the door to get them out of the car. Doesn't seem necessary to lock the door and alert them that something crazy is about to go down. If you then need them to get out of the car at that spot where you're parked. I think he could have easily tricked them into getting out and saying, like, oh, yeah, we need to all run in here quick. And then, you know, maybe they would have gone along with it. Jane's pretty smart, but Rexy's pretty dumb. She might have done it. 
Um, either way, that's what happened. They get out, they run across the park. Uh, they have a good, I don't know, 60 feet lead on him before he sees them across the park or across the street in the park and he starts chasing them. They run and they run and they run and they end up running down into a subway. They look behind them and they say, I think we've lost him. And of course, out of nowhere, he appears in front of them already down in the subway. It's one of those things that makes no sense in real life, but it happens in shows and movies, especially like horror things where uh, the killer or the bad guy, you know, can suddenly seem to jump through time and space to get to where they need to go. That's exactly what happens here. Um, he appears in front of them down in the subway. Um, he says, like, you guys got to give me the chip. And he says it in uh, Chinese. And Jane responds in Chinese to much to Roxy's uh, surprise. She kind of gives her a look like, wait, what? You speak Chinese? Um, and he says, give me the chip or I'll split you in half. To which Jane responds, we already are in two, you moron. Implying that there's two of them, that they're one person split into two because they are twins. Um, I don't think that's what he meant. I think he meant he would split each individual one of them into two. Thus four uh, Olsen twins, you know, half here, half there, half here, and half there. But either way, I think it's supposed to be a funny joke. If it is, it did not land with me. Uh, I, I don't find it very funny. Um, we already are into you moron. Um, again, they don't know. Well, actually, when he, I think when he says, give me the chip, actually, what he says is give me the bag, referring to Roxy's bag. Um, I could go back and look at that, but I don't care. Um, but yeah, he says, give me the bag. And they're like, no, he's like, I'll switch into, we're already into you moron. That's the end of this minute. Um, we're getting a little bit of action. Uh, we had some, obviously we are now establishing that this film is a supernatural sort of uh, sci-fi thriller horror thing because Andy Richter's character is able to bend time and space to get to where he needs to go immediately. Um, I'm really hoping the film explores that from here on out. Maybe he has some other superhuman abilities. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he morphs into some sort of creature, hopefully with like claws or wings, um, x-ray vision, those kind of things. I'm hoping to see some of that. Maybe the twins will combine into one and become one uh, huge, powerful uh, twin, like super twin thing um, to battle him in the end scene. If I had to put my money on it, I guess that's where we're heading now at this point in the film. 23 minutes in, we've established that this is not regular New York City. These are not normal people. They can definitely change, uh, you know, or like morph, not morph. What is the word I'm looking for? Like tr travel through through time or space and time like just appear where they need to appear um i don't know why my brain is unable to come up with words today um i think i'm a little flustered being here by myself i'm running the board i've never done oh my engineer garrett usually does that um i'm trying to you know watch the show do do the podcast run the board got to keep my eyes on the levels you know things like that it's it's new for me um you know there's a first time for everything uh, I've, it's not that difficult, but I've just never done it before. I've always had somebody do this for me. And, you know, here we are 23 episodes in, and I'm suddenly tasked with doing it myself. Uh, so I hope you guys bared with me through throughout this one. Um, I apologize. You know, I had a little trouble, a little flustered coming up with words, but 
I'll do better. I'll do better next time. 